Okay, so this is another one of those age-old questions. Should you buy ads for your music? This topic uh, concerns DIY rock stars like us. And not only um, was it inspired by an uh, episode of Creative Juice Podcast, I'll put their link below, but also some of our fellow creators like Brian Hazard, like uh, Tom Ray, and also, of course, our artist mentoring program, have touted the benefits of ads. Yes, yes. That makes sense. That that makes a lot of sense. I guess the question is, why wouldn't you buy ads for your music? Well, I mean, people have cited, and then, I mean, even for us when we first... No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Mentoring, uh, yeah, yeah. Artists mentoring, um, um, that we were thinking that since we create so much content mm-hmm. that um, I guess one of our assumptions was because we weren't getting a deluge of people engaging that right. maybe... Our, what we were doing was not working. Yeah, no, I understand that, but I'm just saying that why wouldn't you do ads for your music? I mean, it's sort of like if okay. you got a bunch of Hershey bars or you got a bunch of cars, Yeah. how do people know that you have a bunch of Hershey bars or cars? Okay, all right, so maybe that kind of goes into point number one yeah. that you're assuming... Though, because just like with us, we had a bunch, and we call ourselves distributing yeah. over our 35 social media platforms yep. on a regular basis content that we thought that somehow or another that would draw right because it's sort of us. like this. What, so let's just say we got music. Yeah, we take the music, we put it in a house in every single uh, state in the United States of America. So yeah. every single oh, there's, there's a house, it's got CDs in it, it's got albums oh, in it, it's I got, got this in it, it's okay. got it's all across that. So yeah. so now we're in every single state. Right. So the question is, how do people know so, that uh, those where those CDs are right. within their state? Oh, I how like did that. how do they know how to get them? Okay, good. So that's the first point that they made. Right. Is that um, if you're doing, if all you're doing is organic, no matter how hard you work, yes, you're missing some at bats. That's that's the biggest the, the the biggest issue, and this is um, you hear it every time when you even people who are on major labels, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They'll say, "Hey, I, I I did one record, right? Mm-hmm. It was successful. Mm-hmm. I did a second record, it wasn't successful, mm-hmm. and usually." They, when they talk about the record not being successful, it's not because what was on that second record is was worse than right. what was on the successful record. Right. It's usually because they say the record company didn't promote it. And when they say didn't promote, they mean didn't do things like ads. Didn't do things like ads. Didn't do things to tell people, hey, this record is available. This is what this record sounds like. Right. That those are the things that they didn't do. Right. You know, I, mean, I remember when I was a kid, the way I found out about Steely Dan's Asia is I heard a commercial. Really? About Steely Dan's oh, wow. Asia. Okay. And they played Peg. And oh. so I heard Peg on a television commercial. I didn't know that. So hearing Peg on a television commercial made me say, 
I, I liked it. Yeah. And I like this. Whoever this band is, this person is, Steely yeah. Dan. Right. I like Steely Dan's music. Right. This guy is all right. right. That's yeah. what I thought in my head. I didn't know really it was a band. Yeah. I just knew Asia and and, and Steely Dan and Peg. Right. And, I, and that song, that's, that's what did it for me. That's how I found And that's the way I would find out about different things, yeah. whether it was I really discovered the Beatles through the Beatles cartoon. Okay, right, I, you know, right. So that, that's how I kind of discovered these people. So again, mm-hmm. it's sort of like, I, I think that sometimes people look at ads and music as kind of like, oh, that's, uh, yeah. you're not being authentic. Well, you're that's not being what, a true artist. That's one of the this. things that, that they mentioned right. is that people assume that if the music is good, back to that whole right. thing. If the music is good, then it'll just catch on, and well, that's just the way it is. We discussed this before, and that is um, Nothing Compares to You. Mm-hmm. Nothing Compares to You is a song that's written by Prince yep. that everybody knows because it was a hit with Sinead O'Connor. Right. And it, it was a hit because it got promoted. Right. And you saw the video, you know, the start video of Sinead O'Connor mm-hmm. singing this song. Yes. Right? That song appeared on another album yes. that was released um, by the family. The family, yes. Mm-hmm. The song, Nothing Compares Long to You. Long before Sinead right. O'Connor. It wasn't released as a single right. or anything like that. It was just on that album. Right. It was one of the many songs that were that was on that album. And as far as I knew, it was going to languish there forever. Yeah, and yeah. it was not, no one was talking about it being a great song. No. I mean, I liked it, but it wasn't, it wasn't right. all animated. But I'm just saying, yeah. you didn't hear people going around no. clamoring and, and it just organically right. finding this great song on their own. Yeah. Same thing with I Feel For You. Yeah. It was on Prince's second yes, album. it was. Right? Mm-hmm. It became this huge hit when Shaka Khan yeah. re-recorded it. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Ryder did When You Were Mine yeah. by Prince. Yeah. Yeah, and that was on a Prince album. Yeah. Nobody knew about it when yeah. it was on the Dirty Mind album. Right. But all of a sudden with Mitch Ryder. But this is all going to the point that I don't care how great the song is. Mm-hmm. And there's countless songs, yeah. you know, that, that we associate with our, our artist X. Mm-hmm. And it like, Saving All My Love For You. Yeah. That was not originally done by Whitney Houston. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that I don't know if it was Phyllis Hyman. I'm not quite sure who right, did it before right. that. There was another artist who did it before she did it. You know, I mean... I will always love you. Yes. You know, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton did it. And it was a hit with Dolly Parton, right. too. But I'm it saying it went smash. to a whole different yeah. level with. And it probably connected with Houston the movie and, you know, all, all this other all, promotion yeah. that yes. went into yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So to, to feel like that this stuff just organically happened. The Beatles were a great band, mm-hmm. you know, before they got their record deal. Mm-hmm. But they got. Uh, tons of people turned them down and we didn't know about them until they got that record deal. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that's when everybody knew about them. That's when they got promoted. Right. I don't right. care who yeah. it is. You know, that's, it's Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Whatever. They took him over to Paris. They took him over, not Paris. They took him over to England. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, he was a smash over there. He got then endorsements right. yes. from other rock stars. That's right. You know, whether it's Mick Jagger, yeah. uh, Paul McCartney, and all the rest of that from the English royalty and rock music yes. so that now when he came back to America, it was okay 
yeah. to like this black guy yeah, doing rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and that's all a part of promotional yeah, element. Don't is. get me wrong, I'm not saying that the music wasn't great. Right. It was great, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean a hill of beans if <laughs> nobody, nobody knows, knows about it's it. It's a tree falling in the forest. The forest right. right, yeah, it did fall. That's right. true, it did fall, but nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Alright, so, right. so now that you've blown open number one, alright, number two, another reason to run ads for your music is that what we found is our your goal is to continually draw fans in. Yes. And it is a lot of work, you know, and we, we can uh, are a testament to that. It's a lot of work to actually constantly create content. And so the amount of content that you have to create to even try to be seen by people is quite a bit. However, with ads, you kind of set them up. You almost fix them and forget them. And then you can go back and right. tweak them to make them better or change or to, to change, you know, whether or not they resonate with folks. But at least every single day, and I know I've yeah. said this before, every single day when we check in, we see that there are people liking, sharing, commenting, and joining our email list and joining yeah. our Facebook group. All of those only because we constantly we have an ad that constantly runs. Yeah, right. And and, and that's we have a set true. of ads that but, constantly but, runs. But but kinda of going back to the content thing is that you're right. It, you do constantly produce content, but then you have to get content ad ready. You yeah, know, so, so you have yeah. to do other things with your content. Right. So, you know, I, I mean I'm I'm seeing that even with our son that he's in that situation where yeah, he's producing a lot of content mm -hmm. but now the uh, the other part is connecting with individuals who will be attracted to his page. Yeah. And and yeah. and to me, that's the hardest part for yeah. artists especially. The content might be the easy part. Yeah. For you. You know, you may be you Taking know, all kinds right. of stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and, and that's where it's tough for the DIY rock star is that now you have to wear that hat that, you know, for rock stars is supposed to be the hat of Satan, which is the corporate hat. <laughs> the business right. hat. It's the business hat. Yeah, you're a business owner. It's you the are. music business. Yes. You know, it really is. You yeah. know, and I'm, I'm just saying that business component is... I hate to say it. It's more important than the, the music yeah. part. It, it really is. Yeah. I mean, because when it comes the, to building your empire yeah. out, when it comes to getting people to you, when it comes to trying to make a little bit of money off your music, and I'm not saying blowing up rich and famous, but just in order to pay some of the bills that the music makes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you, you, that, that thought that, you know, things are just going to organically happen because you have great... Material or whatever else, I you know I, I just think it's a misnomer. Or the, it's, it's one of those type of things you you got to work it from that business perspective. And I know right. one of the um, other points that the the Creative Juice podcast made that people object to to the ads is they say, oh, I don't have any money. And a couple things they said: one, think about all the time and effort it takes to actually create. If you're a person that he was talking about. Um, uh, a band sat and um, and made 60 videos over a weekend so that they could have content on I forgot how many platforms for like two weeks period of time. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, look at all the hours and time that you spend doing that. Time is money. Yeah. And then the other part of it is, um, again, it the ads constantly bring people to you. So yeah. even when you know, you 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 have done all that, you get it out there, yeah. and YouTube or whoever else shows your 10% of your the followers your yeah. video because again they don't right. distribute it to every single person that's a follower or sometimes you have to make that sacrifice so 
just like sometimes you might have to make a sacrifice to get your stuff mastered, mixed, whatever it is. And, and nowadays, I, I, I do understand that mastering, mixing, recording, you know, you don't have that big outlay of investment mm -hmm. that you used to have. And again, that means, <laughs> now that means you could put more of that money that yeah. you would have spent on studio, on mastering, on mixing, on these other things that you don't need to spend money on yeah. and put that into promotion. Yeah. So it's like, but you have to prioritize promotion as that it's just as an important or more of an important of a tool as your laptop, as yeah. your guitar, yeah. as your drum set, as any of that. Because mm. again, you know, that tree falling in the forest, somebody <laughs> needs to know about it. And the promotion is what's gonna let people know about it. Yeah, and then one of the other things they mention is people say, well, why don't I just dump you know, a thousand dollars into it, and you know, so I can blow up viral. Right. And actually, one of the points they make is you want to have ads coming over time because, as we have found out over time, is that you build your brand and your reputation, yeah. your logo, and things like that. After a while, when you come to a city, if you keep buying ads for that city, you know, if you ever tour, if you decide you want to do other things in that city, actually, yeah. people know who you are. And they say that that's one of those type of things that it's kind of hard to quantify that but if you look over two or three years period of time if you're continually doing that yeah then it means more than if you just dump money into it one weekend people might have liked it they might have shared it they might have whatever but then after that weekend they're done with you you know they don't hey that was that was a year ago you know right. versus there's constantly people in that area if yeah. you're buying ads targeted to those areas. Yeah, yeah, so, that's true. So that's that was true. An, another thing that, you know, people say, well, about um, ads, that why don't I just take the shortcut and not have to do all the other stuff? Because over time, you do have to tweak them, and that's yeah. where we're kind of at that point now. Yeah, you got to. You, you, I mean, yeah. you got to tweak them. You might want to, you know, specialize in one market versus another. Yeah. I mean, again, it, it it's a thought process that from you know musician standpoint it's the part that you never really heard about yeah you know yeah, you hear true. about your favorite artists you see them out there but it was the suits that yeah. were doing all these other things yeah. as far as promotion goes these yeah. things that that happen you know that the promotional campaigns that hit you as a fan right you know that the cross you know about your artists. I was about to say the cross endorsements, yeah. the playlist, yeah. the being paid, uh, played on the radio, the yeah. um, you know the, the the fact that Meg The Stallion has a hot sauce or whatever, whatever right. it is. You oh, know, you're just getting in the stores when you when they got in the stores. Oh, yeah. The fact that the okay. stores had all of this promotional material, right? The that they have that a certain it, placement you know? where they can put you on the shelf. I mean, it's right. just all, all that stuff that you hear about this new record when it comes out. Oh, yeah, it's on all sale, of stuff, so that, you come buy yeah. it, but that. That, that takes work. That's not That's something promotion. that just happens. It just doesn't happen no. organically. They're not doing favors no. for these, you know, major labels. No. You know, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I, I do understand that, especially once you get a name, mm -hmm. that, you know, you get to a point where, of course, the fact that you're putting something out means something. Mm -hmm. Right? But before you get that name, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So it's like going back to the tree falling in the forest. Is that if all of a sudden 
you know, CNN and all the rest of these news outlets start covering this story about right. this tree falling in the forest, you'll be saying, what's so special about that tree? Right. Right? They yeah. fall all the time. Yeah. Why is this so important? Right. And that's that's the deal with your promotion. Right. Because we talk about the deluge of, you know, songs that are being released Release, by all yes. these different artists, all of that kind of thing, is that your promotion is meant to say to the people who, you know, would likely like your music mm -hmm. to say, hey, this one is something you should pay attention this to. This one, this is what makes us different. Right. This is the time to tell All these story. trees are falling yes. in the forest. Yes. This is what made this particular tree falling special for you. Yeah, yeah. So. I like that. All right, a, another couple of points that they made. Um, one is that, of course, ads alone is not the secret because they say it's not, you know, that their episode is organic traffic versus paid traffic, which means mm -hmm. ads versus just sharing on social media. Yeah. Um, their thing is, it's not, ads alone won't do it. Um, that it will draw people to you, but of course they need to come to your whatever your social media platform is, right. and they need to see activity. It's part of the mix. Yeah, it's part of the mix. And then the other thing is, um, you also need to nurture the people who you bring in. So it's not enough just to bring them in, uh, but you need to be doing other things like you know the. Uh, post with them, engaging with them, maybe some live streams, maybe for us the email newsletter, just things where you say, hey, you know, remember me? Yeah, and hey, you're cool, to. yeah. yeah. Um, and so that that also creates the total brand. That, that yeah. Those are the things that will bring people in, will keep people in and then, and you know, it will. That's kind of what you look for. Yeah. You know, as a DIY rock star, building your own thing, which you know, in the past, you expected, you know, major label, whoever else, to kind of do that for you. Yeah. Ads will help um, lighten the load, and especially they were saying new band. If you're a new band, um, instead of you know, you do the social media thing, but in order to get people to you quickly, and we noticed that yeah. that um, when we when we ran ads that were not targeted in the way that we're talking about, yeah. we got people to us, but we didn't have a way to figure out, you know, to send them like anywhere else to, you know, to, to, to discern which um, songs resonated with them more. Yeah. Whereas now they have three different playlists they get to choose from. Yeah. Is it going to be the more quiet um, material? Is it going to be the more funk material? Is it going to be the other kind of middle of the road material? Yeah. And so they get to choose the playlist. So that kind of tells us, gives us more information. Yeah. And that was kind of the point they made in the episode that that ads is kind of the hack. Yeah. The closest thing to a hack. That, yeah, that because is. sometimes just your social media post, you, you know, at least what I found is that it's a little fickle. You just never know, yeah. you know, how it's going to play out. You know, you might post something. Certain things might actually get seen by yeah. certain people. Certain things might not. You know, then so it's not as often a call to action yeah. with the social media, whereas with you don't this have funnel. as much control. Yeah, yeah. you know, and and, and 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 I get it with these social media outlets. It makes sense because they are trying to entice you to buy ads. Yeah. So the fact that you know just trying to do something organically on social media is kind of like a hit or miss situation. Whereas with the ads, you get to control it. You get to you know really hone in where you want to go with it. Yeah. But you got to pay for it. Yeah. You and know, that's on all the different. It's giving um, you the incentive to do that. People are now doing TikTok ads, and they're saying that those are little. They're still in the wild, wild west with that. Yeah. That you select certain things, and it still sends them wherever. Right. But they're still they're they're sending more out. Yeah. Than and Facebook right. and Spotify and 
um, and YouTube. Right. So there are other all kinds of places where you can buy ads, and we even did one on Twitter, and that seemed like a complete waste of money. Yeah. Uh, but again, just trying different places to see if you can draw yeah. people into what you're doing. But then you have to know a lot about the way that the, the platform works and yeah. the way that ads yeah. work within the platform. So and that, they have some other here. goals to, like, again, yeah, for us, it was the funnel. So the ad was it was just the top of the funnel. Yeah. And then we brought them in, and then now there's all these other places for them to go. Right. So so that was that's why we needed the artist mentoring. So yeah. if you missed that episode, make sure you check out um, the link below. Um, and so that is it. Um, but what do you guys think? Um, have you ever run ads to your music? Do you think that it's sacrilege to run ads? Some people just feel like, you know, if it's great, you know, that if it's meant to be, it will be. Yeah, and if that's you, we'd love to hear your side of it. Yeah. Leave it in the comments yeah. below. And I am, you know, again, I <laughs> a little biased now. Yeah. At first, we were skeptical too. No, no, and and I'm not saying that. I, you know, as far as how the ads might run, but yeah. I, I just think that as far as something being great, I just don't think that great stuff um, always oh, rises to the yeah, top. Yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah. I think some some things just gets lost. Yeah, you know. So I mean, I think I saw that with. Terrence Darby and yeah. some of these other yeah. people who are out there who've done some, some great, great stuff. stuff that it feels like that fell in the forest and yeah, nobody just really got slept yeah. on, you know. But it was really good stuff, you yeah. know. So just uh, one our artist by the name of Silas had oh, a great yeah. album to me. I thought it was really a spectacular album, but I don't think people knew about it. Yeah. So again, you know, um, I can't. And it became discouraging, I guess. Yeah. And it seemed like that he didn't. He's no longer. Right, right, because of that. So, so again, it's sort of like, I think there are a lot of great things that are out there that, you know, never rises to the top. Yeah, and you want to stay buoyant. You want to stay motivated. I guess that is kind of one of the prime uh, objectives of what we do is try to keep you guys motivated because... We're motivating ourselves. We, yeah. The things that we're doing help motivate us, and so we're just sharing it with you. Yeah. What else? So we do got Sugar Fit. It's out there, and I'll just kind of let you know there might be another single, not yes. from Sugar Fit, but another single dropping yes. soon. So anyway, yeah. But for Sugar Fit, stream it everywhere. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, go to Bandcamp. Uh, you can go to CD Baby if you want to get the actual the CD. CD. And we have uh, ringtones. So, any of the 15 songs on Sugar Fit have their own personal ringtone. If you want your phone to have that very special ring, make sure you click the link below. And if you dig the vibe and you want to be a part of the tribe, be sure to subscribe. We're wishing you love, peace, and chicken. See you.